This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to That's Bangin', the food and drink podcast of Ireland. We talk to some of the brightest culinary minds in the country, as well as some people who are just passionate about their food and drink. You'll hear all about what it takes to get a Michelin star above the door, as well as tales of the adventure around some of the best places on our wonderful Ireland. All of this while we fill you in on the latest foodie happenings around the country and tell you what great bits Chris and I have been eating recently. In association with local, fresh and tasty beer, Hop House 13, made with more hops for more taste and more character. And please remember to always drink responsibly. Hello, I am Chris Mellon and I'm joined by my podcasting partner, Marcus O'Leary. Dude, what's going on? How was your day, man? I am feeling good. Well, do you know what? It is muggy, it's raining, it's a day for stew. It's a day for <laughs> it's a day for comfort. It's like I'm talking something accompanied by a large portion of mash by <laughs> a fire somewhere. Something that's been cooked in an ancient pot. Ancient pot. You know, I'm talking you know that kind of pot? It's like generally it's like cast iron blackened by the coals of a thousand fires. <laughs> Something that takes a while to cook. I'm talking beef cheek. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. with with connective tissue. Brian Baru, like yeah. I'm t- throw in a short rib if you're feeling fancy. That's the kind of day it is. But I'm feeling good. I'm well, feeling excited to be here. Like life ha- is life is good. Would you say? Would you have you eaten anything like that this week? Or like I you know, have not. I have not. <laughs> I have not. Like I was going to start off with like you know a breakfast sandwich, which isn't which isn't made in a pot. Well, it's made in a pot. I suppose. Well, I, suppose, I don't know what. I, don't I know think what a breakfast sandwich is distinctly made, made in, a in a pan. pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was trying to think is there any element of it that was made in the pot, but maybe we, maybe we'll just kind of yeah we're just going to go with it, right? But yeah, you, know you actually messed me when I had this breakfast sandwich today because the snap I put up is out, is outrageous. It's on, on Dublin social media. You can have a look at it. But I was at Daddy's in Rialto. Oh, so, Daddy. Da- oh, daddy. Sa- sandwich me, oh, daddy. daddy. Sandwich me, daddy. But their breakfast sandwich is like it. It was actually quite astonishing. It's like it's it's monstrous. It's it's huge and it's quite it's quite aggressive. So you've got this big whopper, spreadable white pudding. You've got these. To be, two so, to be anything that involves the words spreadable, spreadable. white mm. pudding, like pudding, <laughs> pudding as a as a pla- as a thing that you can spread is just yeah. Amazing. It's, I think it's anaskal pudding, and it comes like in a block. Like you know, it doesn't come in a, in the round ring of pudding. It comes just in a block, so you can just chop it up into slices and just latch it on there. Oh. But uh, I know it's quite epic. But yeah, but then you get some fried eggs, you get some O'Neill's bacon, and it's on tartine sourdough. But it's like basically when I cut it in half, I like I didn't know how aggressive it was going to look like. But like it's just like you've got the egg burst and you've got this pudding coming out the edges. You, you've seen the picture. It's it's quite mad. Pudding is it's a, like you know just going back to this when you maybe are a little bit hungover. You're feeling a bit delicate and you spread pudding on the bread and you just you use that as your medium of toasting like you yeah, slap that yeah. down my god and you maybe a little bit a little bit of butter yeah like yeah, yeah. Lo- well, like, well that's what oh. I, I actually got i actually got a block of the pudding from daddy's to bring home and like i basically was living on like brennan's white bread butter red sauce and like you know it's just yeah. like it's <laughs> it's such a filthy pleasure it's just wonderful it's oh my epic god and simple but uh yeah so uh, but like, also anaskal Unbelievable independent producer. Yeah, definitely. down in Dingle, uh, Serum Serious. I haven't tasted their black pudding, but also I, looks pretty special. Listen, I haven't. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something for free. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, one of the other places I was in this week, uh, I visited Matsu Ramen. So Matsu Ramen is a pop-up in Ronco at the moment. So it's a fairly new business. Uh, it's from Ken Kamatsu. So he was a chef in um, Taste by Dylan McGrath, which I've talked about before. Taste, oh, no way. Taste by Dylan McGrath, I think, you know, with Japanese food in Ireland, it's, it's really, really, really up there with the best you can guess. 
And uh, so he was the chef there and he went out on his own. He started a food truck there last year. That was in Bray, it was if out I'm in correct. Bray. It was out yeah. in Bray. So I think they're on the move again now at the moment. But yeah, he's doing the pop-up there in Ronco in that uh, the date series that's going on over the summer there in Ronco. Mm. And uh, yeah, once again, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So the ramen, obviously, goes without saying. It was really, really, really good. But um, I thought... Pardon, the <coughs> pardon me. Um, the ramen was really, really good, yeah. But I also thought the sushi, so it was excellent nigiri. So you're talking like there was a sea bream with like, um, I think it was like ponzu lime. Oh. And uh, mm. it was the tuna with, um, with egg yolk. Uh, oh, it was like just a cured egg. Yeah, cured what egg yolk, yeah. Fantastic. Really, really, really impressive. Good. Like, I really enjoyed it. What I love to see is an expansion of Japanese food coming into Ireland. People, mm. instead of just going, oh, I don't like Japanese food. I don't, I'm not into raw fish. Mm. Seeing amazing ramen, seeing gorgeous karage, seeing regional mm. Japanese food actually coming in. And expanding that horizon and kind of showing yeah. people that there's more to that. Absolutely. Like the bites in the menu actually had the edamame beans and uh, oh. what did you just say? The chicken. Um, karage. Kar karage chicken. So just like you just got two little pieces of the bites, but it was just done so well and just so tasty, juicy and crispy on the outside. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. That's Matsu Ramen. Really, really, really good. Marcus, anything else you've eaten this week? Well, yeah. I mean, I've actually been cu I've curated a menu this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Up in the Open Gate Brewery, I'm uh, curated two items for the Summer Sizzler. So when I was talking about cooking in a pot earlier, I was like, oh, damn, I've actually kind of cooked it in a pot in a very fancy way um, one of one of the flatbread I've done two flatbreads one of the kind of a vegan one it has curried baba ganoush miso roasted cauliflower uh, loads of pickles it's just very tasty but the meat one I've done actually has a 24 hour cooked lamb shoulder oh yeah which uh, yeah it's a, like I've kind of gotten Middle Eastern uh, to match some of the tasty notes in uh, in the beers there in Hop House 13 actually mm. um, so all the biscuity notes the apricot notes like there's uh, apricots roasted with the with, with the lamb there's like just loads of, it's just gorgeous I'm very yeah. happy with I can it. pass comment on this because when you were doing the actual photo shoot for it I was hanging around like a bad smell so yeah. uh, I was like you know and as one went in because like you know we were after been shooting for maybe like an hour so like eventually it was like okay this one doesn't look as good as it possibly could an hour ago so we made a new fresh one so then I just kind of devoured the one that was after been sitting there for an hour so I was like I cut it into like three pieces I was like oh, I'm going to share this people but then I actually just ate it all because it was just so good it, yeah I'm glad you liked it another thing I've eaten this weekend this is a it's just beside my house Ethos on Baggett Street oh yeah which has always been you know somewhere that I've always stopped for a coffee but I came out of the gym the other day and I had a couple hours to kill and I actually just sat there all sweaty in my gym gear and I looked at the menu and I got um, I got uh, Eggs Benedict with hot smoked salmon and crab oh yeah and when I say that this was perfect yeah like literally I cut into it the yolk ran down there was so much crab Flaky, so much hot, hot smoked salmon it was one of the best kind of Breakfast brunchy things I've ever had. It was I've, yeah. I've gone back for it twice since. Yeah, they've and they've expanded as well. Like so, they did have their original spot on Bagger Street, say upper maybe, and yeah. then their Bagger Street lower, which is yeah. now more towards you. It's like beside Donny and Nesbitt, kind of around that area. That's as exactly well. the one. So they have yeah. a nice outdoor area there as well for yeah. people to sit outside. And then last Sunday I went to the Chop House, oh, yeah. uh, which was in Beggar's Bush. There, which is, do you know what? I haven't been in years. I remember going around like with my parents, maybe around 2010, and it was like it was great then. It was kind of at that kind of forefront of like gastropub kind of thing didn't know what to expect when I went in I saw actually Luca from Rosa Madre was there recently went in just had a pork chop it was so good yeah it was so good so just like no no BS banging pork chop everything on the plate was perfect it was great. Service pork, was wonderful. Pork chops me underrated. I think like if you I get if you get a really really good pork chop, yeah. you know, and it's done well and it's flavored well, like it, it can just be like one of the nice things ever. But like people just don't use pork chops enough in cooking. I don't think you've eaten one more thing this week, haven't you? I have indeed, and I know we've talked about it before, but we've raved about one four seven deli on this show. 
But uh, this is up there, one of my favorite creations I've got from One Four Seven Denny. Okay, tell me. It's Talk the Mexican me. beef and jalapeno mac and cheese wrap. Oh my god! So, so oh like god. this is slow cooked brisket and it's just delicious. Then you whack a lot of cheesy pasta on top. Cheesy pasta. Cheesy pasta. I'm a big fan of mac and cheese. Any mac kind of and cheese pasta. in a, a sandwich, like you know, just where you go. I love it's it. like carbs on carbs. <laughs> carbs on carbs. Let's we love go. double carbs on a sandwich. Don't oh yeah. yeah, we really do. But uh, yeah, there's a nice bit of spice of it. Like, come on, it's just it's just incredible. Like you know, I've seen it. He slow cooks the beef in mole and bri- and Guinness. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it's just like listen, shout out. That's a good part of the world for food. That is a good part part of the world for the food. And like you know, I think this brings us beautifully on to our <laughs> on to our guest this week because just across the road, across the road, across the road is another place I visited this week. So let's bring the guest in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's Born do it. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so born in Hong Kong and brought up, brought up in Bunkrana, County Donegal. By the age of 13, he had learned to cook every dish on the menu in the family restaurant. He is ex head chef at the Michelin starred Cliff House Hotel in County Warford. Ortiz, Battle of the Food Trucks champion and resident chef on the Six O'Clock Show. Owner of Chan Chan Sauces and Bites by Quanji, it's Quanji Chan. Jesus, thank you guys. That's You're very well there. That's banging, that's brother. That's a master of instrument, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we go. That's why that's it took us a minute to get yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big old CV, man. It's a, it's yeah. a, hell, yeah. of a, a hell of a yeah. lot. Yeah, just keep keep working away, like, you know, tipping away at it. Ah, but but uh, you know, I think my favorite thing is, like, born in Hong Kong and brought up in Brunkrana. Like, there couldn't be a bigger difference between I two know, places. I know. The amount that people ask about that, you know, itself, like, you know, yeah. so. Is there a big Chinese diaspora in, of, like, uh, in Brunkrana? No, it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, like, back in the... Um, I I left uh, Hong Kong when I was around eight, like, you know? Yeah. Um, parents um, abandoned me. I had a, They had a bad divorce, and I ended up in Bunkrana with my uh, uncle, you know? Yeah. And he had a Chinese restaurant, so um, they took me in. And uh, that's how I ended up uh, cooking there, you know? Well, so, okay. Yeah. So you basically arrived in Bunkrana at eight. <laughs> and it was just uh, like, there was nobody else there, you know? There was nobody like, else. So and you it was were just, just like, just, you were just basically thrown into a kitchen. Yeah. And just like, that's amazing, man. It's... Um, yeah, I, I love that one. I was reading this morning, like, you know, I read an article about yourself and it was like, you know, that's the line I just said. I but the age of 13, you'd mastered the menu for the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> you were able you were able to run the restaurant as a 13-year-old. Now, I don't know, is that, fu- I don't know if, is that fully true? Or where, like, it is true, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Like, uh, like, I was running the kitchen. There was four, there was a four-ring walk at the time. Yeah. But now, the walks that you see these days is all water walks, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's to keep the cool down. But back in them days, it was all cast iron. So like, oh there was God. no water Scalded. at all. So it was like sweat dripping <laughs> and all, you know. Every, Barely able to see yeah, over the walks. So every, every like, time, like, you know, you, you do a walk, you kind of like, you know, it's basically like DJing, you know. You yeah. kind of look at this and look at this over here. Bit of fried rice on here. We keep the fire going, you know. Oh, my God. And then uh, whenever the food drops, you have to get the scrubber and scrub that off, you know, before it sticks. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, that's actually something I've always wondered. When you can see, I remember actually going into um, into bowls and seeing the walks. The, 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 the walk. Water, yeah. The water setup. I've yeah. always wondered what that's for. It's just for the. It keeps it cool down, and whatever drops down on it, you can just wipe it away instead of it getting stuck stuck yeah. on. You Rather know? than the baptism of fire, you literally oh, had. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was fun. Yeah. Well, you're talking. You're just mentioning bites there. Uh, or bowls, so it's bites now. It was bowls, so you kind of you kind of brought the food truck concept into bowls. Yeah, because bites was the food truck. So like I, I was in there during the day, and uh, yeah. by the way, like oh my god, like, what do you think? Oh, <laughs> like I, I was I, I so I got a takeaway and I went home. I'm actually up the road. Yeah, and uh, so I was just sitting at home then. It's like you know mid afternoon, having a bit of lunch, watching something terrible on TV, yeah. and I was just kind of like you know. So I got 
for, uh, I got the I got the dumplings and they come in this like you know sauce saucy kind yeah, of broth right, the chili the Szechuan style, yeah. the Szechuan yeah. style. It's, they're just so good like mm-hmm. you know I, I'm making little holes in the dumplings so the sauce goes into them Chris, like, Chris like, is a dumpling man I'm a dumpling well. kind of guy like I, I'm, 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 I'm pleased I'm pleased like, when I get some good stuff going on like we've talked about hangover foods extensively and he's yeah. always just like yeah. I just go and I get more yeah. dumplings than any yeah. human yeah. should eat <laughs> dumpling is, is the oh, know, ultimate flavour bomb you know what I mean but to pair with that then as well so it's a dish that I actually seen on Battle of the Food Trucks it's the spice bag bow yeah so like yeah, so you got to get the two spice. Oh, you got one, did you? I got Brilliant. one, yeah, I got one. I got one. only recently put that on, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So it actually wasn't advertised. <laughs> we're advertising the crab bell. I, was I like, know. Yeah. I'd seen it on the Instagram. and I was like, oh no, I'm gonna ask for a spice bag. Oh, bell. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Happy so days. You, you yeah. got the probably the first one going, like no, you know. So. Well, I, I'm delighted because it was I like like again, like I said. So I have my dumplings on my side and yeah. I'm middling into my bell, and it's yeah. just like just, uh, it's just something that uh, to, yeah. to make our listeners mouth water. Can you please describe what goes into a spice bag? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So look, we came up with the spice bag thing. Like I developed the spice bag seasoning so uh we say look well, let's do something spice bag you know so basically it's a uh, our own seasoning it's a korean style seasoning with uh our, um you know a chinese fire spice and a array of spices and salts you know what i mean and um we make that with a uh, crispy um crumb chicken and oh, yeah. um some really kind of crunchy raw-ish onions yeah. for a bit of a uh, singy and uh Bit of peppers, very simple. Like mm. oh, I put it inside it. a little nice uh, steamed bow, you know. Oh yeah, with oh, uh, kind of like um, a sriracha kind of mayo over it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I've yeah. had breakfast, and my mouth is actually like <laughs> my mouth is like a fountain right now. I love, um, I love actually on the episode of Battle of the Field Trucks when you present it to the the, the judge Eric Matthews, yeah. and uh, Eric, you know, he doesn't actually get any words out. He just makes a lot of noises and then tells you to get <laughs> that's out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good. Go, go, go. Do you know what? I think that like yeah. as much as um, as much as spice bags have become a staple in Ireland, yeah. you know. And like what where the the spice it was was it in the sun? Where, no, where? so uh the way the way, where we started off spice bag was um when I came back to Dublin there after working in Armore. Yeah. Um Marie Claire Dickby from the Irish Times uh asked me to do a recipe. It was the Chinese in year time. I normally yeah. do a recipe for, you know, the the papers and that. Yeah. And she says, Can you do a spice bag? And I was like What's a spice bag? <laughs> <laughs> you no, just left the uh, yeah. start kitchen. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's, what's a spice bag, you know? And then uh, I says, right, okay, I'm going to research. She goes, look, it's quite popular. And, you know, can you just have a look it up and see, can you come up with something, you know? And I says, right. So I or- first thing I did was pick up the phone, ordered a spice bag from the nearest takeaway. Yeah, you know? yeah. So a spice bag came. Like, I was like, all right. So it's like, you know, something that we did before. Like, it was like basically a salt and chili chicken or salt and yeah. chili. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's what it was. And But they serve it with chips in it, you know? So I says, right. Um, I need to make a recipe for this. Does people have like a spice in the supermarket? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I ran down to the closest supermarket, a super value, walking around the place, trying to look for a spice for spice bag seasoning. Yeah. But it was all separate. Like, so yeah. we wanted to fucking, you know, so, um, right. So that's how the idea Here's of spice bag came up. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That, like amazing because that little idea, like, you know, yeah. brought us up to now like having just a restaurant yeah. 60, 650 yeah. I, 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 I heard before that you'd, you'd done like 80,000 in the first 6 months or something like that 80,000 units was it? yeah so in the what? first 6 months yeah like we, we were basically just like if you can imagine we, we flew out a box in the Asian market yeah it went viral on the radio and then we were just like the whole family it was just like we're printing labels like <laughs> yeah. on a printer like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and we couldn't like we couldn't get fast enough we were actually just pumping money and trying to get containers and then making spice and filling it. We were renting a kitchen out at the time, you know, and we were doing it at home as well. So yeah, yeah. That was a massive the production operation. Like. Th- there's exactly. every chance that you have one of these in your in your press or your or your pantry. Um, Chan Chan is the name of the brand, right? Yeah, Chan Chan, yeah. Yeah, so. and just really, I remember when, when you were launching it, actually, I think it was at Taste of Dublin. 
Yeah, which is which is coming up. Um, That's right. You yeah. gave me a couple of seasonings, and you gave me black garlic. Oh yeah, and yeah, the Hong Kong street sauce. Yeah, and everything. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. probably with the old OG labels the at the OG time. Was it? Labels yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> that we done ourselves. I put that on everything. Yeah, like genuinely, absolutely. I adore the fermented black garlic as well. Uh, oh yeah, unreal. Mm. So, yeah. Right, let, let's well. talk food trucks because kind of. Um, I suppose your style of cooking and what you're doing now—it's like going from Michelin star to food truck. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, it's. I, I personally, I think food trucks are the future. I think it's where mm. it's going. Fine dining definitely has a place. Well, you've you've you no you've no play in that. I, all, I have no play. <laughs> definitely have no. I, I don't have any horses in the register. <laughs> like but uh, yeah, just uh, this is insider this trading. Is sponsored by yeah, Dine yeah, Town. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think I think it's amazing that you know, like when you look at Hong Kong, when you look at Singapore, and oh, when yeah. you look at the fact that there are hawkers yeah. with Michelin stars, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, the combination of that world, yeah, and. I, I think it's amazing what you bring in that to Dublin. Where do you see that as your kind of as your future? Um, I don't know. Like uh, the food truck thing kind of came up. Um, as you're saying, like Hong Kong is in the culture. You know, you yeah. eat off the streets and you eat a couple of things on the way and you walk along. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah. You do a bit of shopping and that's the culture. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and um, but I think like uh, Ireland definitely has a place for that and I yeah. hope it stays around. But we did it ultimately because, like, we wanted to stay in business. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah, we wanted, to, you know, during COVID time, and uh, you know, nobody was in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I have a load of staff around, and you know, I don't really let anybody go. Like, cause I'm yeah, yeah. basically, I'm responsible for them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so we says, right, let's look for a food truck, and that was like, I even started before, like it was a January or even in December, like uh, mm. before the the third lockdown or something like that. And um, before most kind of food trucks out, I think you you had yours out in yeah. January and February. Or well, something no, like that, our, our Samba almost started the October before. Oh right, okay. So we were we were a little bit before, but then kind of, or we started kind of like September October. Yeah. And then after Christmas, yeah, uh, the case numbers got crazy. That's right, yeah. And yeah. so we we put in storage for a couple of months, yeah. and then when we brought it back, yeah, you know that's the, the rest is history. But I think. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the trucks that are out there it was around that kind of time. Yeah, it was just yeah. like you know, let's get a truck and let's get out and do business. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But like, oh, it went very well for us. Like you know, we parked it up in the Leperstown Inn. You know, mm-hmm. uh, chatted the guys on the pub, very sound guys. You know, and um, I met him over um, in Glasgow when I was uh, doing a pop up over there with the Green Egg. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I uh, got to, uh, had a drink of him there and just chatting them and. And says, look, we're going to have a food truck there, you know. So he says, park it up. We're not doing food, you know. So, yeah. you know, you can park it there until we do food and uh, and opens up again. I think that's how a lot of trucks were kind of working. That, you know, pubs that had food operations yeah. that relied on people being inside were doing takeaway. Yeah. Had empty car parks. We did this in the Clonsail Inn. Yeah. And suddenly there was, just like for, for anybody who is listening who goes, why aren't there more food trucks in Ireland? Mm -hmm. A big reason is that casual trading licenses are so hard to get. And trading off Uh, private land is... Non-existent, yeah. Pretty much non-existent. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want to get one in Dublin, you you know, there is on paper a waiting list of a number of years, but really, I don't think that list has moved in It's probably passed down through generations. Exactly. And there's a lottery for certain beaches and stuff like that every year. Like, you have to win the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, if you are trading for private land, aka a... You know, a pub car park or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Then you can 
kind of do you have you have free reign to do what you want you don't need the same isn't it great like what the amount of pub car parks that are like yeah. all these different things yeah. at the moment it's brilliant like yeah. but it's great like you know we helped each other out you know what i mean i think they were doing a, a takeaway offline since kind of thing at the yeah. time and mm. we, we had the food you know so we kind of married together you know well you look at yourselves you look at cluck yeah uh, yeah you look at it all kind of started in oh yeah in this way yeah yeah i was in queen's docky there the, the weekend and uh, they they've just basically only brand new open where i was going to talk about next week but uh, yeah. they've only basically brand new but they have a pizza truck at the back they have a burger truck at the back so yeah, it's basically just yeah. another big car park of a pub yeah, yeah. and they've actually got like a Silverstream cocktail truck now as well it's actually a really good cool yeah, setup yeah. but like that's just another pub car park that's done really yeah. well and they've brought in other businesses mm. yeah there's some really good uh, trucks out there you know cluck uh, in you know is killing it you oh know my mean? God. Yeah. Yeah. what a guy like you what know a what guy mean? yeah and um, you know yeah. there's some really good trucks out there and hope it kind of stays you know and i hope whenever the restaurants can open up and um mm. You know the good ones kind of stay around, and I I believe like that the the culture is going to be, you know, every restaurant, every good restaurant will probably have a an extension of a you know food truck to sell a brand and a different type of food. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I kind of want to do. Like I want to do kind of like a more off street kind of stuff, you know, with the the bites kind of brand. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then whenever we fully back up in the bowls again, like you know, I know mm. bowls and bites at the moment mm-hmm. because like we we're not open indoors and yeah. you know yeah. we're serving out of a hatch so. We might as well do street food, you know what I mean? And yeah. well, seems it's, it's to be, seems to be it's going so well. So the street. Yeah, exactly, so yeah. So it seems sense. to be going so well. So we say we brought it in and let people try it that way, you know? And um, that's how we came up with that. So when you talk about uh, when you talk about the difference between bowls and bites, so like I know you're talking about, you know, your Irish Hong Kong influences going yeah. into the bites, uh, yeah. going to the bites. So what, what what is the difference then with bowls? Is bowls like is it a bit more traditional or, or like what do you what do you kinda what's the differences? Um my take on bowls when I opened up was uh, I wanted a, like a, a Hong Kong cha cha ten kind of thing. Cha cha ten is like um, a little, you know, because Hong Kong was colonized by the English, you see, so mm. a lot of the, you know, spam and eggs and stuff like that would have yeah. ended up in that kind of space, you know what I mean? Like spaghetti or, yeah, you know, yeah. little breakfast kind of areas with coffee and tea. Like, basically, that's where I wanted to open up in Parnell Street. And specifically, we wanted to open up there because, as you said, it was the Chinatown and Google, mm. you know what I mean? Like, mm. and uh, we wanted to kind of, you know, create that kind of vibe around there. But in a way, in fusion way, it wasn't, like, yeah. fully traditional, you know what I mean? A little bit different than your neighbors. Exactly, yeah. But, like, it was a tough tough start at the start and uh you know we did the, the noodles stuff that i would eat at home myself you know what i mean like, like you know um egg noodles you know rice you know nice uh barbecued um braised beef there on the great big green egg and yeah, you know yeah. and yeah. chicken fries as well like you know what i mean so we used to have like a curried fish ball and all there you know yeah. very popular chinese uh yeah. you know street food and um we had like um braised attack mushrooms a lot of uh aging ingredients but like some of it didn't really go it's just a matter of time like you know yeah um, learning process down there as well. Exactly, yeah, a lot of learning process because you had the locals all coming in, mm-hmm. you know, judging, and then you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that was a tough one. But you have know you won me? them over? I have, yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I opened, like you know, uh, a Chinese guy popped in. I think it was about a week later, week when we opened. So I was in there on my own some morning. Yeah. Some Chinese guy popped in and just sat there. And uh, he was like, "Oh, this is never going to work." And you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you know, you'll be closing a couple of weeks, you know, or couple, you know what I mean. So I says, "Okay, that's determination there for me. Thanks very much." Wow, what, a, what a lovely guy! Welcome to the I neighborhood. Know, yeah. Welcome to the neighborhood. You know, yeah. so um, you know, that's wow. I, I feel right at home there. You know, so it's great. So uh, from that point on, I was trying to prove, you know, and now we have uh, locals coming in, drinking coffee, sitting down, and. Uh, having rice bowls and that, you know, so... Savage. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of let's bring it back to where it all started, to Bunkrana. Yeah. Right? I'm fascinated by this. So you moved to Bunkrana, or, or you moved from Hong Kong as an eight-year-old and, and grew up there working in a kitchen. 
Um, did you have kind of an established flavor profile? Because I'm guaranteeing that, you know, maybe if you, there was a Chinese restaurant in Bunkrana, there definitely wasn't a Bunkrana restaurant in Hong Kong. Like, that's <laughs> like 100%. Or even getting Chinese ingredients in Bunkrana. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, that what, was tough, yeah. What, yeah, yeah. What, was the, what was the jump from one to the other, like? Um, the Chinese restaurant in, um, in Bunkrana, it's... Basically, yeah, like what you what you have now in the normal takeaway, like. But we did things really properly. We roasted our own ducks and that. Okay. So I would have learned all that. You know what I mean? Like mm. back then, because like you couldn't buy anything that you you, you buy normally now, yeah. like because mm-hmm. you had to make everything. Mm. So we used to marinate our own char siu, you know, and okay. we used to you know marinate our own ducks, you know, yeah, cavity, excellent. and then you let it hang and dry out, you know. Yeah. And um and then you kind of pour the vinegar and water and sugar you know sugar shove over it the puffing the skin up and then you let it dry and then you That's roast it then you know what I mean like it's so. some, the process of a roast duck is something incredible like oh. it's, and it's so it's a labor of love yeah and there's so much goes into it yeah this whole thing of drying the skin pouring as you said the yeah. vinegar and water yeah, over yeah, to yeah, tighten yeah, the skin yeah. mm-hmm. separating the skin from the yeah. meat yeah and then oh, roasting geez. it oh. till it gets <laughs> glass crispy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is just so we used to do that, and um, you know, we used to do like the bird's nest with the we used to <laughs> grate the potatoes and the you know, fine julienne and and uh, wash all the starch off and then put it inside a little condor. And we used to put another condor on top and deep fry it, you know, like a yeah. bird's nest. No way. And wow. then we used to serve that, you know, on a bed of like <laughs> julienne of a uh, you know, iceberg lettuce with the bird's nest and then served as you know, sweet and sour in it, you know, so what I mean? so theater as well. Yeah, so that's the kind of stuff we were doing. Is this like, restaurant still there? It's gone now, yeah. Oh, we only okay. have a takeaway now because my uncle's quite old and it's quite yeah. hard to get staff up there. Yeah, so, yeah, But that's yeah. incredible. You know, like, I wouldn't have thought that there was... Uh, like, if that stuff was being served in Dublin at the moment in a restaurant, yeah. I'd be running to it. Yeah. Like, and that that was in Bun But Krana. back in them days, I think there was, you know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah. But it's kind of can steer it away and steer it away as a as the next generation were pushed out, you know, go and do something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, kind of arriving in uh, in in Ireland... Yeah. Were you, like, what was, do you remember the first Irish dish that you ate? Oh, jeez, I can't remember. But um, I did remember a lasagna that I ate around the corner from this uh, chipper. It was the most amazing thing I ever (laughs) ate, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I think I was like, I think I was like 10 or something. And I was like, right, I'm going down around the corner. (laughs) I ended up in this place. I had a, I think I had a, a, it was punts at the time. I think I had like a five punts or something like that. Yeah. And uh, lasagna and chips and a coke, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, uh, I, I must have went back for that like every time after that. I yeah. think it wow. was the most amazing thing, you know. I think it was the called Dorothy's Kitchen. It was down um, a little lane, like you know. So mm-hmm. they done like homemade chips and stuff like that. And oh my god! They made their own lasagna. But like, well. the lasagna was covered in uh, you know the sauce and the white sauce like as well. Really, of, yeah, it bech- wasn't you know oh, oh, it was just in like, bechamel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that stuck in my memory, you know, for all that time. But uh, that place is closed now as well. But yeah, yeah. What I've kind of always been fascinated about, right, is the if you look at a Venn diagram of kind of like core ingredients mm. like cabbage like pork mm. like things that are really common in both Irish mm. and kind of Asian especially the, the Chinese kind of the pantries and food yeah like there is actually a real similarity in some of the ingredients that are there obviously China being a vast sprawling place yeah there's so much more kind of interest in spices and you know there was like trading routes and everything like that whereas we were basically put into food poverty yeah it's um I'm always kind of I remember talking to um, do you know Jeremy Pang no. He, has, he has the school of walk in in London, right? But we were looking at doing um, basically coddled dumplings, yeah, for St Patrick's Day as yeah. a kind of a collab. Yeah, it's I think the food cultures are really interesting, like the adaptation of Chinese food here, yeah, 
It's um, it's very very yeah. Kinda. It's 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 fun because like it's funny because uh, when we were doing all that stuff and like we were very busy like in um, you know, the takeaway business as well, and I learned a lot of basics from there. But like the core basics don't really change in Chinese cooking. It's only with the uh, ingredients and you know in spices, but like the techniques in cooking's all stay the same. You know. Yeah. What I mean? So like. Like when I finished there when I was 13, uh, my leaving cert, I had to do something like in, um, but getting out of town was like a apply for catering college in Kelly Beggs, you know? Mm, yeah. So like, um, so I got accepted there. Back then, like when you go to catering college, like you were, you were, you had to go through an interview list like of a, and they only accept you by CVs and interviews. You really? need to be yeah. working in an industry first, you know. Oh, what I mean? okay. You couldn't just be like, oh, I did my leaving. Cert. No, Can now, I? now, like you know, yeah. they take kind of people and just want to push you through a degree program. But yeah. back then, you had to be selected, like you know, what I mean, especially okay. in Kilbegs, like so. Yeah, like, we were the, known as a good school for culinary exactly, and yeah. goodies, isn't it? Like we had people from like Cork, you know, Waterford, and all coming up. Okay. Like it was pure hospitality and catering, you know. So right. So we trained chefs, but. Um, Classical French, like I was lost the first day when I went there. <laughs> Holy shit. You know what I mean? I, I remember the teacher sat me down. Can you get a coupe? You know? I was like, a coupe? Okay, I'll go down. <laughs> yeah. So I went down, went down to the store. I brought back a cup, you know me. I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, here you go. It's not a coupe. I was like, what is a coupe? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the stuff that you put, uh, you know, your grape, you know, you segment the grapefruit in, you know, and you yeah, spread yeah. it around in the van, you know? Oh. Like a little ice cream kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So that was my day, you know? So it was totally different, you know? So yeah. I think, you know, kind of coming up in the very in the French style myself is like going and learning about how the, the fundamentals of different cultures and how they cook. Yeah. It's the most exciting thing in the world to me. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. in French, it's always like you have your mirepoix and you cut it <laughs> in a perfect brunoise and then you put it in a in butter. <laughs> Everything <laughs> goes in butter. Always butter. butter. <laughs> but then, yeah, it's kind of like even, you know, kind of going back to the spice bag mix, yeah. like the toasting of spices, yeah. mm-hmm. like the opening of spices, the flavoring yeah, of oils, yeah, yeah. the yeah. use of different types of chili, mala. Yeah. Incredible. Mala for it's a Szechuan pepper. Szechuan yeah. peppers, the numbness yeah. that you get. It's just, ah. Yeah, we, we kind of explored into that market now in the last year, and uh, it's quite popular, you know. But, um, Yes, like like the mala flavor. Like I say, if he had done that back in the eighties, it wouldn't have worked. You know, people would be like, yeah. "What is going on?" You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. I must be poisoned or something. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm going numb. Oh my you know god, I mean? I'm dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but now you like you know, people are more travels. You know what I mean? And uh, people are more kind of you know, people seek it out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's amazing. You know. So I just yeah, I find it amazing that you know in Dublin now there's like mapo tofu yeah, menus yeah. and mala yeah. numbing spices and stuff like that. Yeah. But kind of you know. Going from that idea of like the, you know, the bright orange, sweet and sour and yeah. kind of the, like that kind of, I suppose, anglicized version of Chinese. Where, if you're craving a taste of Hong Kong, where are you eating in Dublin? Bites by Quanji. <laughs> and, and you want a day off from your own restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really kind of, you know, I don't do authentic kind of stuff sometimes now and again. It's just all up there and from my own flavor profile, you know, when yeah. I taste it. Mm-hmm. But like I love duck and you know uh, Jerry Street, you know that's you can duck is so legit. Yeah. Ah, yeah, so legit, you know what I mean. And uh, you know there's a place around the corner. You know on Parnell Street is quite different because it's not Cantonese. It's a uh, more kind of Hussein Mandarin, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So okay, a lot of hampoon noodles, a lot of Szechuan kind of um, hot pots and that, you know what I mean. 
a lot more kind of mainland China kind of yeah. food. You know, I mean, different yeah. area. Yeah. I think yeah, Hong I Kong. think Parnell Street is like you know, it, it, it's actually for people that don't want to explore food that much. They, it can be quite intimidating to people because they don't know the restaurants yeah. and they actually don't know what they're kind of getting. So like you know, that's where a really interesting thing I find. You know, what, where where would you be kind of sending people? Yeah. You know, for a recommendation around Parnell Street around yeah. that area. So uh, there's a there's a place around the corner. It's uh, noodles. Um, it's not Lee's, Lee's Charming Noodles. Lee's Charming Noodles, Lee's yeah. Charming noodles. So, like, Eric used to one stage work for me in uh, Soda and Co. And okay. uh, yeah, yeah. When, he, when we all finished there, he opened his own place, you know what I mean? Like, so that was that was it. Like, oh, really? So, he does hand pulled noodles there, and you know, okay. so. Okay, I thought, Lee, for whatever reason, I thought Lee's Charming Noodles had been there for. It's been there for a while, but then it was taken over by, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. two chefs then, you know. Okay. But uh, they're very well trained in uh, the that kind of food, you know what I mean? Fish one and stuff like that. So Yeah. But, like, yeah, very tasty. And uh, that's where I kind of head off there on my own and, you know, just switch off for half a an hour and just have a bowl of noodles or half anything, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so. There, there's been a few chefs who be uh, Eric Matthews as well. I remember talking to him. Yeah. That was a place where all the chefs in Chapter 1 yeah. used to go kind of yeah, on, yeah. on a day off or when you had a break. Because, yeah. I mean, restaurants just around the corner. Yeah. That, you know, going in and just having, like, these beef noodles. Like, oh, yeah. These hand-pulled... Hand-pulling noodles, actually, is witchcraft oh, to me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Can you do it? Are you, are you? Yeah, I was in there and I was in there for about a week, like, and he was showing me how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I actually done it on a demo in the electric picnic one year. No way. So I was in there just trying to learn, but a year, you know, for a whole yeah. week, like. There's a real knack that you have to keep at it, you know what I mean? But these yeah. guys have been doing it for years and For years. those that don't know, how, describe how you, how, what the technique actually is for hand-pulling noodles. Yeah, so what you need to do, you need to, it's just normal flour, like, you know what I mean? And uh, water, but the water needs to be uh, quite alkaline in a way, like, you know, so, and um, lye water. So, you know, yeah. it kind of breaks down the, yeah. you know, the flour a bit more. And you need to really knead and knead and knead very well, you know? Mm, like so, and then you keep pulling it until the starches break down. And you're kind of like slapping it against the table as well. Yeah, yeah. so you're trying to you're trying to align you what you're trying basically trying to do is you're aligning the starches, you know what I mean? Okay. And the structure of the of the thing. So it yeah. all the lines in the same thing so you can actually pull it longer. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so amazing. It's, yeah, so it's like aligning like it's like going against the grain and your meat, you know, you don't yeah. cut so that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to align the starch so they can pull longer. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I think, yeah, I think it's amazing. I think just like it's the most uh, to me, regional Chinese, it's one of the most exciting things that's yeah. happening, yeah, kind of globally now. And the fact that, yeah, it is like even the fact that we have like a dedicated Cheyenne place, yeah, mm -hmm. oh, it's amazing, there. yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, two now, or three is one Galway as well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just not for me. Like, it's great because, um, I remember when I started, like, there wasn't that many kind of places around when I started bowls, like, mm. um. Like there's a lot of dumpling places popped up, and you know there's mm -hmm. a duck place popped up as well. You know, because um, uh, I think it was I wanted to kind of push that culture forward, and that's the reason yeah. why I wanted to be in Parnell Street. I wanted like um, you know, come on, stop cooking your sweet and sour and all that. You know, yeah, you're better yeah. than that. You know, so yeah. just 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 go for it. You know what I mean? Like so, I mm -hmm. wanted to be there to kind of like a, a challenge to them. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah, let's modernize it. Yeah. I think that's amazing. So, and you know, and after, I think in the last, like, two or three years, like, the amount of Asian places that's popped up, you know what I mean? And, mm. you know, there's Fan Bao, as you're saying, like, up in Argonne Street, big you know what I mean? Big Fan Bao, talked about yeah. them on the podcast last you know? week. And, like, um, another kind of, you know, little tortoise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know, there's loads of places popped up. Angel Street has there. the three Bao places alone, as the Big Fan Bao, the exactly. Bao, Bao House. House. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the culture's quite late. Taking over soon, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Bauhaus, actually. Um, Taiwanese family running it. Gorgeous, mm. gorgeous mm. people. Yeah. Um, I love, I, I always talk about Janet's as well. I love Janet's up in Eat Yard. 
Yeah. Yeah, tried it. No, I haven't. Oh, great. Man. She's great. Yeah. She's great. Great bow. I need to get out more because <laughs> I don't get out much, you see. So I'm just always flat out, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't get out well, much. It's a good complaint. You're working that much. <laughs> <laughs> but I love to get out all these places. <laughs> but it's just like so fast. There's like so many places popping up and you want to go here and go to get out. You know, it's just of like. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you ever, you ever a growing list of places? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Marcus, we'll take it to a little cross promo. Let's take it to a little bit of a cross promo. So we are available everywhere you would normally get your podcast and, of course, on Headstuff Podcasts. We are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, and if you would like to support us, you can now too. True Headstuff Plus. Signing up to the Headstuff Plus community not only helps your favorite Irish creators do more of what they do best, but you also get a heap of bonus content from every single show on the network, regardless of which show you choose to support. So jump on, buy us the equivalent of a pint or a cup of coffee and support us through Headstuff Plus while receiving some great bonus content. This week's cross-promo for the network is Fad Camp. Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets, from juice cleanses to the potato diet. This is the trailer. Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture, hosted by me, Grace Mulvey. And me, Connor Dowling. If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show. And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing. Fasting. The potato diet. Which is actually a real diet, by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. At the start of the show, we mentioned our local, fresh and tasty sponsor, Hop House 13. So in this section of the podcast, Kwanji, we're going to ask you, what's hopping? Uh, we want to celebrate some of the most vibrant and local food experiences Ireland has to offer from the greatest food minds in the country. So tell us about something that you're excited about. Um, it can be something you're involved in, maybe an amazing outdoor dining experience you've had recently, um, a new launch restaurant, or maybe a project you're working on uh, that we haven't talked about so far. And remember, always enjoy Hop House 13 responsibly. Um, so yeah, what's hopping? What's happened? Mm. Oh, I have a lot of things happened, but I can't say. You know, what so. is exciting you right now in the world? Is, is there anything you can kind of tease out? Uh, tease out. Mm. Oh, um, I'm working on a huge project at the moment, so that's coming up very soon. Like I can't say it yet, and um, I've got a lot of things kind of lined up with the retail and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to this big project I'm working on at the moment. You know, so I'll, I'll, I can't say nothing. We'll, but say, I'll come we'll, out, yeah. we'll yeah. shelve that one for the minute. In the next couple of months, we'll shelve that one for the moment. We'll you know, shelve so. Have yeah. you been anywhere recently? Have you eaten anywhere recently? That's uh, that's incredible. That's <sighs> blown you away. Oh, it's not really. I'm dying to get back into you know, me Cal in chapter one. Like unreal. It's just yeah. you can't get in there at the moment. But <laughs> yeah. you know, but I'm dying to get back out and do some fine dining again. You know, mm-hmm. and sitting in. But yeah. um, haven't been out recently. Just flat out to you know getting on another food truck on the road you know so oh you're getting another food truck yeah Jeez, so you're taking over yeah, man so after the battle of the food trucks it's the food truck champion now yeah so <laughs> yeah after the food trucks <laughs> after battle of the food trucks um you know we got a bit of prize money for it you know what i mean yeah, like, so brilliant. it was uh and then we used that prize money to buy another food truck you know i saw that yeah, yeah so you know at the time like shawnee um from blaster foods was um on the show as well but <laughs> He sold food trucks, so I went to Shawnee, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I bought food truck off him, and um, we're out in Decathlon, and we're uh, Monday to Friday, oh, isn't yeah. it? Monday and Friday in Decathlon. Yeah. And then uh, we're down in um, Burnet Brogan's pub in Kilkenny on Saturdays. No now. way. Just that. for a couple of a uh, couple of Saturdays. Savage, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So that should be fun, yeah. yeah. So I see Decathlon as well. They, they kind of, they're, they're using that space in the car park as well just to kind of bring in different yeah, food trucks. Yeah, so Nile is there. some really good ones, you know, and, uh, you know. Go in and buy your surfing gear, get a bow. That's it, yeah, yeah. 
I love that. Yes, yeah, yeah. some crampons for ice climbing. <laughs> Maybe get some soft shell crap while you're at it. That's it. A surfboard yeah. and some chashu. Why not? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. uh, one thing you just said there that actually we didn't touch on too much. But uh, you know, you said you're looking forward to getting back out and doing some fine dining again. Yeah. Is there any party that misses the 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 pressure cooker fine dining Michelin star paste kitchen? Yeah. Absolutely, like uh, I miss it all the time, like you know. Yeah. So, like I've done that for twenty eight years, like you know. So really, yeah. And um, working at that level, Man, you like were fine dining for twenty eight years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm thirty two. I thought you were like three years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, what I'm, the hell? I'm forty. I'm forty. Forty four this year. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So. Jesus, yeah. right. So, <laughs> right. Started early, man. Most people, yeah, I suppose like you working in a restaurant at eight years old, it's yeah. Kind of, yeah, 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 a yeah. bit of a head start. But um, yeah, so like I've been working fine then, like most of my life, like you know, working around Dublin, like you know, mm. with Derry and Ross and you mm-hmm. know, Aidan Byrne and Commons at the time there as well. And back then, I think Conor Gallagher was um, Peacock Alley, but um, yeah. there was an English team in there, David Cavalier, and mm-hmm. uh, he was like a serious chef, you know. But uh, yeah. Like that was a huge learning curve as well for a while, you know. So, but I worked a lot of really good chefs, you know, in rounds, and obviously ended up in the, um, the Cliff House with Martin Kinshuter, you know. So, yeah, very modern, very, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, with the gels and at that back in that time, like you know, that was quite uh, forefront, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But um, learned a lot in that, you know, and um, that was really good. But uh, really miss it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Party eighty hour weeks. Would you ever go back to it? <laughs> I don't know now because um, the reason why I got out of it was because we had a baby and I was looking mm. kind of like um, trying to spend more time. And mm. It's because like I wasn't um, I wasn't brought up in a proper family when I was younger. I didn't want my kids to go through the same thing, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so, mm. um, that's the reason why I kind of went into you know better hours and trying to create yeah, yeah. trade my own company. So that's how we started the sauces off, you know. So it was a hard, tough ride, and you know I says, look, we can always just try it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, sure, I always get back into the kitchen. You know, it'll be just like riding a bike back out again. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, so just finishing off about the sauces. So where actually can people go out and get the spice bag seasons? Can they get the black garlic? Can they get all the different bits and bobs at the moment? Um, we have a lot of distributors. We don't supply ourselves anymore. So mm. you can get it. Um, we're supplying little with the spices. We mm. have different things in different areas. Yeah, uh, Sheridan's um, in Dunn stores, and they do most of our black garlic range. Mm. Asian market does our full range. Uh, we're in Iceland as well. We're you know um, we have a few things. We have a thing in Aldi, and yeah, it's just all over the country. I think mm. in total, and then we do wholesale as well with Larousse, you know, so mm. and BWG and some other things. So. Yeah, it was quite a lot, but we kind of just distributors to do it because at the first when we started, it was like um, I was driving around the whole country, just uh, yeah. knocking on every door and calling <laughs> in at every uh, <laughs> calling in every like you know su- super value mar- manager, you know, and chat yeah. to them like mm. this is ferment the black garlic. You must have it. Ah, come on, like you know what I mean. <laughs> this is like after coming out of a mission to a restaurant and you know you're yeah. you're going into every manager trying to sell the sauce. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. But, like it's tough time. Like, but um, that was well needed because like that learned my sales and. You know, just how to actually get the sale done, trying to get this product in the shelf. And then after that, it's, it's another nightmare trying to keep it yeah. on the shelf. You know what I mean? So well, yeah. what I think is incredible about your kind of story and your history is that like you've gotten to this point where, you know, you have a couple of food trucks, mm. you have the restaurant, you have a retail brand. Is that you've worked your arse off to get to everywhere via the hardest routes possible. Yeah, yeah. Like coming from, you know, 28 years in fine dining. Yeah. It's like, it, if anything, it equips you, so, like the pedigree that that gives you 
to do that mm. is incredible. It's not just like, you know, some random guy walking up being like, yo, I made a sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like this dude who, yeah, was a head, head chef in a Michelin star restaurant. This yeah, guy yeah. who's, who's, you know, actually lived in Asia, who's like, who's done things, yeah. mm-hmm. who is coming in and actually doing it. It's like, it's amazing. Like, yeah, but it's great. I think more and more people are trying to do that as well. Like, and, you know, like, I think, like, for that to kind of branch out, I think it was great for myself, like, you know, because, like, mm. it was just, it was kind of stuff that I wanted to do, uh, you know, you just, and stuff that uh, you, you were happy doing, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it just came naturally, you know what I mean? You, you weren't kind of pushing it that much. Yeah. It was like, oh, let's try and black garlic. You were kind of really interested. Oh, this is nice, nice, you know what I mean? Let's yeah, try yeah, to yeah. bottle that and sell it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's when most kind of product come up. And then, you know, you have all the problems trying to put it on, put it in the label and trying to get it tested and stuff like that. That comes after, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's great. I think um, the whole brand thing, it, it wasn't even planned. It was kind of just slotted in, you know, yeah. Marcus, mm-hmm. you know, so like with the, the book come up as well, like, you know, with, yeah, uh, of course. Blaster. Oh, with Blaster, yeah. Blaster, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, so everything's kind of clicking together, you know, the whole thing. And um, So actually, I mean, so I suppose the book is a big thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so what it's, it's called Balls, is it? It's called Walk, yeah. It's called Walk, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Very close, though. <laughs> I mean, Steel yeah. Ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, what what is the kind of the focus of that? Is that, like, is it a... Yeah, so um, um, Blaster Books, uh, it was a Kickstarter thing, all right? So yeah. they were doing, like, uh, four did, books. Did yeah, did so yourself, yeah. Gastro Gaze, yeah. um, Jess Murphy, and... Picado, yeah. Jess Murphy, and Owen Klusky. Owen Klusky, yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, Lily as well, like, you know, Picado. Yeah, Lily Picado, yeah. And yeah, the Gastro yeah. Guys, you know, yeah, so yeah. and myself, so... Um, yeah, it was great, and it was funded very fast, you know, and uh, they were planning to do it, like, in two two slots in two years. Yeah. But, like, we got the f- full funding, I think, in the... It's a, amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. It yeah. was yeah. great, you know what I mean? But, like, um, I was trying to get a book out for a while, and it was just so hard, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like, listen, Like, I'm sure you probably... Yeah, you know, I've looked uh, at it, post yeah. ...post that yourself, and just... Yeah. You, you either fit in the bracket or you don't, you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, so, yeah. yeah. And particularly, I didn't fit in the bracket, me. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, it was great for me to... I just think it was great uh, when I had the opportunity and because I wanted to do like um, I wanted to do Chinese first and then um, they were saying look you might have to just go bring them bring them along like you know what I mean yeah if you kind of bring out dishes that nobody can cook at home yeah yeah, it's going to scare them off like and you wouldn't have a second book so I just yeah. have to kind of bring them along and that's the way because you're cooking for the whole market and you're mm. not just for chefs you know what yeah. I mean like, so the beauty of a home cook I think like you know anyone can pick up a wok and like yeah. you know the, you know, I, I, for me personally when I started learning to cook like you know when I was first living on my own I was cooking everything in a wok I was just yeah. making stir fries every week yeah. Yeah. and then you start then you start playing around with your own sauces and making exactly, your own mix like yeah. you know so yeah. I think that's that's the beauty of that so like I said we'll have we'll have loads of books yeah so, so when, when are we looking at the book coming out um i think it's around the the third quarter of uh 2022 so okay yeah so perfect christmas present for 2022 absolutely yeah absolutely so, but now i'm looking forward to that and you know even getting that ch- opportunity to be the first uh chinese irish cookbook to be published here like you know because yeah. most, most of us all published in england and like to get an opportunity to push that culture forward like yeah. you know from where I came from, like you know, well, and I think yeah, it was just you know like what? you know, yeah. it's long overdue that the kind of I suppose the the whitewashing of the Irish food scene, and you know that there's been a lot of you know every celebrity chef is kind of as you said fits a mold. Yeah, the fact that now you have the likes of yourself, mm. Nick Reynolds oh, from yeah. Little Party, yeah. like really people breaking through and it's great and doing yeah. mm-hmm. unbelievable yeah. stuff. Like and yeah. really just kind of Ireland now is diverse. We have come from such a long way. You know, like so, it, it's not yeah. it's not Bunkrana in the eighties anymore. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can tell you, like you know, there are incredible amounts of like yeah, amazing like 
populations from all over Africa, from all over China, from like everywhere. Yeah. And with that comes food, and with yeah. food comes understanding. And I think that's yeah. amazing. Like it break down, it breaks down all the walls. But it's such an exciting time to be in Dublin at the moment. You know, like you know the amount of food cultures is in here, and you know what I mean. It's, it's like mm-hmm. amazing. And like doing work, and I think another big one for me was um, not just the book, but uh, working with Abor Bia as an ambassador in Hong Kong, you know, yeah, and work, working with the consulate over there. And like that was my first time going back to Hong Kong after finding my mother, you know what I mean? Re- really? Reunited with my mother there about eight years ago, you know? Amazing. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was, a, that was a stage in my life. I was kind of leaving the, cl- I was just at the last year in my cliff house, and I kind of found my mother, you know, and, um, and um, yeah, so that was a really tough kind of t- um, three, four years for me, just yeah. re- reconnecting with that side of family. Okay. So, well, like getting the, you know, getting the gig for the uh, Hong Kong ambassador, you know, for Ireland, I was over there, you know, doing uh, food for John Stone and, mm. you know, uh, burn smoked salmons over there as well, you know, yeah. so a lot of other Irish products are over there, you know, like yeah. on the Kilty and that. Yeah. So I was actually promoting them and, but like standing up and just uh, you know being accepted, like you know what I mean, for from both cultures. Maybe. Yeah, that was huge for me. I had to stand back and just think about it for a while because mm-hmm. like I was never accepted in both sides. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. So I could stand down Parnell Street. Yeah, and like I would be like what they call a banana. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> yellow is a white and inside. You know what I mean? Like so okay, but like yeah. you know what I mean? But like I wasn't accepted in both cultures really. Like you know what I mean? It's kind of something that I, I've talked to other chefs about that kind of thing where yeah you as somebody who's ethnically Chinese but grew up effectively in yeah, Ireland yeah. that yeah you kind of you get both communities kind of probably will look at you and go yeah. well where are, who, yeah. where do you fit in Yeah, like yeah. are you Hong, are you Hong Kong or are you Chinese are you Irish like exactly, it's kind of yeah. why can't you be everything like yeah. and that's it it's like you think that it's, it is incredible to be accepted yeah. by everyone yeah like, but it's a bit better now you know what I mean but yeah. Uh, yeah but in the Hong Kong like it's even you know what I mean I, I could be standing I look the same and all that <laughs> yeah. but like you know when you come up and order food like you have a different kind of accent you yeah. know what I mean like so yeah. you're treated in a kind of different way as well you okay. know what I mean like, so from both sides you know what I mean like so mm. but mm-hmm. I'm getting better at that mm. since I'm going back to Hong Kong about three or four times a year before <laughs> yeah. the COVID lockdown like I'm kind of learning, picking up my Cantonese a lot more, you know. So mm. yeah, so it was a lot of that. So I was certain searching for acceptance, you know, for probably a lot long time. Like you know, yeah. But I'm, I'm quite comfortable where I am at the moment. Okay. And doing what I'm doing, like you know what I mean. So mm. you know, so yeah. Beautiful. Amazing. I hope that you know if there's if there's other chefs listening to this who are kind of been through what you're what you've been through, kind of like can relate to this, mm. that they can take something out of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like you know. I'm sure, like there's loads of Kevin Twang, like he's working in Seth Baines as a sous of chef course, now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Irish guy grew up exactly as we chat them all the time. You I know? didn't know he was Irish. I've, I've followed him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable so, chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, my brother from a different mother. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So right, we'll finish off with a couple of questions that we ask uh, all of our guests. Mm. Um, so first one up is we like to talk about you know favorite places in Ireland, favorite restaurants in Ireland. So you know if if the coronavirus is gone. We can go wherever you want. Everywhere is open. Everywhere is open. You have, a, you have a night off. You have a weekend off. You yeah. can go anywhere you want. It can be in Dublin. It can be in Belfast. It can be wherever you want in the country. Where are you going out for a drink? Where are you going out for dinner? Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't... Uh I don't drink, you see, so yeah. I have an allergy to, I have an intolerance to alcohol, so I don't really drink. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't drink, so I don't go to pubs a lot. 
And uh, but like I, I, <laughs> I, I you know what I mean? But like, I go out, you know what I mean? It's so, cool. We pick up the slack, man. <laughs> yeah, but like we, we, um, I go. I love going out eating a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so, um, mm. can we go anywhere in the world? Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no. Let's start. Let's, let's, let's go with Ireland. Let, first. Let's start yeah. with Ireland first, and then in the next question, we'll yeah. go anywhere in the yeah. world. Mm. Yeah. I l- look, greenhouse. It was the amazing place. You know what I mean? Like so, I think it was amazing. Like you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but like from the top end there, and um, I love. Um, I love eating steaks, like you know what I mean. You can't be in a steak, <laughs> and, you know what I mean. So I love that, like you know. Um, um, I love going to duck. You know, I, I quite eat quite simply and casually yeah. around. So you know, like the charming noodles there, yeah. I like yeah. that as well. And but like I've gone away. I go to Hong Kong quite a lot. Like so, I eat quite good there. You know, yeah. So, um, I probably go to one or two stars over there as well, and you know. Um, there's a lovely place there in the Shangri-La Hotel there. It was a two-star, it's it like a two-star, Mission Star um, Peking duck place. Oh, I've seen videos mm. of this place. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the whole serving of, oh my God. So we were sitting a big massive round table, say about the size, like about 12, and the whole family sitting down and, you know, they were specialized in Peking duck and yeah. they fly their duck from Peking, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, the ducks you know. wouldn't fly themselves. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kill them there, you know what I mean? Shoot them on the way in. Shoot them on the way in. This wasn't the setup we wanted. Uh, yeah. But like the, the skin, as you're saying, like lacquered, you know, they're oh. all served in uh, about seven courses, like, you know. And it's like, with sugar? Yeah. Isn't it? Sugar is a common... Well, like, I think honey, like, in, you know. honey, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. yeah it's kind of... Maltus, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but like they use um like the duck kind of came out in different stages like it was like a it was like a tasting menu of duck you yeah. know what I mean like <laughs> yeah yeah of the one duck you know the, so yeah. the, the tongue, carcasses the and all that yeah the tar- the carcasses were coming out in the soup later on and all that you know what I mean like so yeah and then the skin you know and then the little pancakes oh. come out and all you know so do you think amazing. do you think there's room for a really high end fine dining Chinese restaurant in, um, in yes. Ireland. Um, I think there is. There's a lot of people talking about it, and I was uh, approached a lot of times to go back mm. into that. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and then Michelle's like, no, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> um, never know. I might still, uh, you know, I still have that kind of yeah. burn and fire, like you know, to go back into fine dining again. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, hopefully on my own back. And not you know by other backers like you yeah. know so hopefully it's we might see that someday down the line. Like, yeah but even like you look at places like Din Tai Fung yeah you know that really that just, uh, was that Hong Kong or Singapore that that started in uh, but it's famous for the Shaolong Bao the soup the soup um, dumplings I think um, I think it started off in uh, yeah in Shanghai was it or Singapore was it or something I think like it might have remember. been Singapore but they they got a yeah. Michelin star yeah and, and then they kind of just branched out and all over the world they have a place like, in yeah. London they have yeah. a place in New York. Yeah. And I actually went to one of them, yeah, in Hong Kong. It was amazing, yeah. Was it like? It was really good. It was very commercialized. Do you know what I mean? Of like, course, yeah. Well, like, a, um, but the dumplings uh, is what it is. Like you know what I yeah. mean? So you go in there and you know what you're getting, yeah. and you know what I mean. I've seen videos of the kitchen, yeah. and it's something that actually you and I did a demo at Taste of Dublin together That's right, yeah. a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. And um, we were making dumplings. Yeah. And like you know, I I know how to make a dumpling. I know how to crimp. I know how to, <laughs> all that stuff. I was remember watching you doing it and being like, "How the hell is oh, this? Stop Are it. his hands working in this way?" Yeah. But then you see like the guy, the people working in in places like that. Oh, mm. they're far more delicate than I am. You the, know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> dex- the the manual dexterity. Yeah, I done the I done the court the dumpling making course in the 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 vintage teapot. Is it the one that's just across from MLL MLL? Right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The lady that's shown you how to make the dumplings yeah. there. You know, they're she, really good. She's yeah. been she's been making dumplings. In, yeah. She was she actually came. She she was actually in a re- working in a restaurant in China making dumplings for the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah. So She comes in and shows you how to make them, and yeah. it's like you know I'm like how yeah. do you do that? So yeah. refined. You know what I mean? Like so. Like, can you slow that down by? 
five, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. And then you make you make them, and they're all different sizes, and they're all all over the place. Yeah. No, but that was really good. And then uh, Japan food in Japan was fucking amazing. Oh know? yeah, like oh, I was in Japan yeah. there when I was in Hong Kong, and I just traveled down there for a couple of days, like and. Uh, we were in Osaka, Kobe, and uh, yeah. Kyoto, and oh my <laughs> god, they're like, um, you know, were, uh, we went went through this um, o- Osaka market, you know what I mean, like mm. and um, sushi everywhere, and there was actually just a tuna in one stall. You're just, joking. Just, <laughs> just imagine, just imagine a little food stall, yeah, with yeah. a full tuna just with like there. a giant big bluefin, just they, like Otoro. Like, they, they get yeah. a, they get one tuna every day, and they make all the little boxes and everything out of it. Oh my god! And that's all they sell in one day. Amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and whatever's left in the carcass later on, they mm. scrape the end of it and put it all down. But like, it was all served in sashimi and all. I was like, oh man. Oh. One of the most amazing things I've ever had was in Japan. Was like, you know how you have in the Toro, you have like the the fatty belly. Oh, yeah. It was kind of insta- it's it was almost kind of like chopped, almost scraped into like oh. a kind of a tartare texture. Oh mm-hmm. my god, yeah. Just with a little bit of wasabi and yeah. soy sauce. But the fish is so oh, sweet over there. The fish, like, uh, the water. But do you just, know what I mean? It's yeah. warm water because mm-hmm. the fish, yeah. is, you know, I mean, sweet. Like you know what I mean? So, it's but like when you taste yeah. it, it was like, oh my god, it was so fresh like you know what I mean yeah. so, mm-hmm. but, but it's a like, yeah. big memory there in Ireland you have like the pig and the spit over yeah. there it's just like a, oh. <laughs> a whole goddamn yeah. tuna but Hong oh. Kong has loads of uh, you know very interesting restaurants it's very uh, multicultural you know so yeah, yeah. went to a place called uh, Yardbird as well which all do y- all yakitori you know what I mean like, mm-hmm. I follow them on Instagram oh um, unbelievable oh yeah <laughs> so we were in there and then um, and uh, Mott 32 as well so yeah. that was really good they do probably one of the best um, you know Peking ducks and they do a lot of dim sum as well on the yeah. side you know what I mean like, yeah. okay. but modernized dim sum you know okay. you can get lobster and something else you know what I mean you know, really high, high caviar on top or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Do you know what? One thing that I I'm, I actually really want is just the chili crab. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. I had that in Hong Kong. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it has that. Uh, it has a lovely. Well, the one I had a lovely. Uh, it was a muck crab, but uh, it had like a Szechuan kind of dry spice kind of oh, walked over it. Loads and, of starnies. You can tear it apart oh. and you suck the, you know, the shells and all. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, we oh. should we should do a dinner. <laughs> have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've progressively got more hungry as this episode has went on. But the hot pots are amazing as well, and you know what I mean. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, some really good hot pots in Parnell Street as well. There are yeah. definitely. Yeah. So come here. We've talked about amazing food in Hong Kong in Ireland. Let's talk about this is the last question that we traditionally ask everyone, mm-hmm. right? And it's basically it's kind of this started off with Chris and I one night having a few drinks, and Chris turned <laughs> around to me and, and he was like, "What would your last me- meal be?" And I was like, "What? Like your death row meal?" And he goes, "No, your devil's dessert." And I was like, <laughs> "Devil's dessert?" And he goes, "Yeah, just you say it only exclusively from now on." <laughs> so basically, Kwanji, if um if you had one last meal, and like let's just say. It can be a couple of courses. It can be anywhere. It can be, you know, it can be in a variety of places. Mm. How are you starting? How are you continuing? What are you finishing with? Oh, anywhere, yeah? It can be yeah. anywhere. Oh. I think that, yeah, so, ooh, let me see. I have to travel now. Um, <laughs> um, I had some really good f- meals in France as well, like, you know. Um, walking along the street, right? Um, yeah. I'm going to start foie gras. Uh, oh, yeah. In Paris, like, you know, mm. like there's a shop just... Foregrass shop, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is that Le- Maison Lafitte? Oh, unreal! Like, you know, yeah. you walk in, you just like, you know, it's like a shoe shop, but it's foregrass, you know what I mean? Like, so you just walk in, and you're like, right, Air Force yeah, ones, I'll, let's go. That's over this here in this here, you know, yeah. but, uh, unbelievable, you know, a bit of toast and oh, unbelievable, just a little bit of speculos, yeah, yeah, just nice I didn't know about there. that shop. In Paris. Oh, oh, there's <laughs> everywhere. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to Paris in a week, oh, it's my first trip away, Is it, yeah, first oh, trip away in a long, long time, very jealous, going over, uh, going over to see my mum and then bringing Rachel as well, yeah. And 
oh, we're going to eat. Yeah. Oh, we are going to eat. Get a picture in that shop for us. I will, yeah. <laughs> Very jealous. Very so jealous. you'd start off with foie gras. Are start we going? Start off with foie gras, just nicely uh, toasting. What they do is over there, just spreading on bread. It's just yeah. very simple, like, you know, just like. A little pancier. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, what I, I love, um, um, the most amazing freestyle meal there I had there was um, um, over in Diverso in uh, oh, David Manus, you know what I mean? So Madrid? Yeah, Madrid, yeah. yeah. So I went over Madrid one year, um, Madrid Fusion. It was a collective of, uh, you know, all the, you know, the Spanish chefs and Thailand chefs yeah. all come together and uh, they do seminars as well. So uh, we were doing um, seminars with, um, you know, uh, fucking three star chefs all over, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, went to this place. Amazing. He does Asian fusion with the modern Spanish, you know, Italian oh gastronomy, you know what I mean? So Wow. Unreal, you know what I mean? So, so what, were, what, were, what was on the menu? Yeah, so I, I think what really, there was loads, it was like a 13 course menu, like, but every one of them was really good. But like, mm. you can taste like uh, Asian flavors going through it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. But I always remember the the young baby coconut they have, like, you know, mm. and um, he scooped out, you know, baby co- coconut inside, but he had a scallops inside, like, you know what I mean? And they done a lovely uh, a lobster kind of biscuit inside with foam. But like, um, when you scoop into it, like, you get these little jelly you know from the side of uh, the young coconut yeah but when you bite into it, it actually tastes like scallops you know that texture that texture yeah, yeah so you're, you're eating wow. this but you're eating coconut with it tastes like you know prawns like so it was like amazing you know it's yeah. like seafood you know <laughs> is mean? that so your main like no is that that's like a that's oh, that the, doesn't get a stack second yeah, starter i'm much bush the pre-starters okay. <laughs> <laughs> my man my man but uh yeah go over to yeah and then uh oh, it's amazing a couple of other things there as well uh Go to Hong Kong. I don't really eat dessert, so it's more like savory. Mm. So um, mm-hmm. Hong Kong, Macau, like has some really love stuff. The duck, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, the Shangri-La, you know. Mm. And then uh, also, you know, Yardbird is um, unbelievable. Like, you know, yakitori's, yakitori's, like, you know. Yeah. With the egg yolk and the soya and the thing, you, yeah. you know, you break it up and you go like this here. Yeah. And you wash it up and then you, you just dip like. dip the hot yakitori in the egg yolk. In the egg yolk, raw egg yolk. And then, you know, you swift it around with the, you know, the soy sauce that's around around mm-hmm. it. Unreal. So simple, but delicious, you know what I mean? It's mm. yakitori as well when you can get like you know in Ireland we see a chicken as a chicken in yakitori culture you're like 27 different cuts off one bird yeah. and you're like yeah everything from the foot to the skin oh. to the heart to the liver to yeah oh. but the caramelization on the skin you know what I mean oh. the, the burn of it do you know what I mean like and dip, then dip, uh, dipped in the taray oh but you know you, you kind of get that bite of uh, crunch and then the softness inside you know unbelievable you know yeah that'd be something that I'd love to see in Dublin yeah. is a yakitori spot yeah. that'd be that'd yeah. be savage Mm. Um, yeah, so um, dim sum is my favorite. You know, what I mean, there's mm-hmm. a really, really good dim sum place in Hong Kong. Like, and I always go to. Not very high class, like at all. Yeah. it's just a cider street, like. But okay. like they've been doing it for years, like you know, what I mean, so they've been passed down like generations. Mm-hmm. Dim sum is unreal. There, chicken feet. You know, what I mean, yeah, fresh uh, soya. You right. know, like gelatinous. Feet. Oh, you oh. collagen. Like, I love that. You know, what I mean, like yeah, oh. very not very <laughs> Irish palate. You know, what I mean, like but uh, <laughs> you know, Asian palate's very uh, gelatinous and all that. You know, it's very good. Of course. Um, yeah, so I moved to... Sounds Ma- fantastic. Yeah, so Macau as well, like, you know, um, jerky beef, like, oh, Macau is unreal. Like, What's jerky beef? So it's just like a dried beef. Oh, like, so it's like a yeah, beef jerky, okay, but, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, but um, Macau was uh, colonized by the Portuguese, yeah? Was it? Yeah, yeah so that's why the okay. Portuguese egg tart and the Macau egg tarts are always there, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, that's the pasta yeah. the, yeah, yeah, so that's where the culture came from. Like, and, uh, wow. I actually, my recipe in bowls, I actually got it from a chef in Macau when I was over there doing work with them, you know what I mean? Right. So that's where I got that recipe, you know? So, um, but like, um, yeah, so they're like, it's unreal, like, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I said, there's loads. Like it's just that. That's this is this is a kind of a, a last meal that I get very on board with. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not? Yeah, we're just, just going like, to the best yeah. restaurants in the world. Yeah. <laughs> in your mind, you're like, oh. oh no, but genuinely, it's like it's somewhere like I, yeah. I want to kind of explore more. Yeah. Like I've been yeah. to I've been to bits of Southeast Asia. I've never been to yeah. to mainland China, to Hong Kong, oh, to, Macau, I, to Taiwan. Unbelievable to, hot pots in Hong Kong. I had there It was a Szechuan style uh, hot pot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you ever you ever watch that show um, when Anthony Bourdain was out by uh, with um, the three star chef there? With Eric Repair? Yeah, yeah. And he was actually yeah. hallucinating. Yeah, Eric, that was nearly me there in Hong Kong. <laughs> but like, I, I couldn't stop eating. It was unbelievable. Like you know, yeah. What I mean? But yeah. like uh, the flavors, the the mala was like just the Szechuan peppercorn actually. It was the highest, like you know, spec there was. Like, yeah, the number it was like, you know, it was like unbelievable. You feel like you're walking out of the dentist, like just. <laughs> but even but you can't stop eating it. I can't stop eating. You it. Become, it's it's but, but the stuff that like, went in the hot pot, like it was like um, it was like unreal. Like you know what I mean? It was like really fresh, like a uh, seafood and tendons of uh, beef. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. cuts you, uh, on ice, like you know yeah. what I mean? And then you pump it into hot water, you know, hot stock, like you know, and yeah. then you pump it out and you dip it in this, uh, uh. you know, sesame and uh, fermented uh, cur- bean curd kind of mm-hmm. paste, you know what I mean? Like, and then you eat it, you know what I mean? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We have Unbelievable. to go out for dinner someday, guys, yeah? <laughs> right, listen, don't threaten, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chan, thank you very much. That's been beautiful. Thank you. Kwanji, this has Great been wonderful. It's been great learning about your origins, uh, what you're doing at the moment, and where you're going. Like, really, really, really great to have you on. Thank you Brilliant. so much Thanks for, uh, Thank you for being much. our guest. Mm, yeah. So you can check out Kwanji at Bites by Kwanji at the Batman Marlboro Street and the corner of Parnell Street. Yeah, so if you go on the... Uh, mm. uh you get all our stuff there you know so mm. we have like bites bowls uh, all the retail stuff and all the bits and pieces there super you know, so. really looking forward to seeing what's coming for you in the future as well absolutely looking Thanks forward so to seeing much. this yeah. big exciting project yeah, some yeah. exciting egg sly out of the mouth sauce stuff yeah, yeah. There, you know? absolutely I'm kind of getting scared you know what I mean I'm talking <laughs> about it so scared yeah. is good and finally big shout out to you the listener thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us today uh, we're back next week with more tales and adventures from the Irish culinary landscape and thank you to our wonderful sponsors Hoppos 13 they're what's happening. And we're that's banging. Get the facts. Be drink aware and visit drinkaware.ie. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 